cheating up. So he's thinking about fucking Julius Caesar, and the next minute he's talking about trans. Where's <laughs> his, where his brain? What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah, we know what's wrong with him. He, he hasn't took his tablets. tablets. <laughs> all right, fucking, let's just start anyway. We're fucking in it now. All right, all right, all right. So, okay. welcome, yeah. welcome back. Episode two. Yeah, I hope you all back. enjoyed the first episode. Sounds like some pretty positive feedback, isn't it? I agree. Good so, to catch up with you. So, always. I think from the last time we spoke, probably about just over a week ago now, wasn't it? We'd spoke about routine, getting in habits, and how we'd obviously had really good habits at the start of the year, January, and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, have you kind of thought a bit more into that, and are you doing anything now in terms of have you got yourself back into a routine? Or well, like we said, in January, for the people who didn't fully clock on on the last episode, um, was when we were practicing monk mode, um, which is a um, I guess you'd say kind of like a reset. Um, I would call it like a period of immersion. Um, uh, a time where you can just lock the fuck in. People know exactly what you're doing. Um, and it, and you have a, a set of non-negotiables that you want to live by. Um, now, what was your original question? Yeah, as you're saying, like, have you set anything in terms of habits yeah. or anything? Yeah, yeah, so, um, mode, yeah. yeah, so the non-negotiables that I set for myself going into the, again, we've had kind of like a mini monk mode and then we're going to hopefully transition into like monk month in August, yeah. it? Um, so I guess the the main thing for me was meditation, water, exercise, and some kind of education on a daily basis. So those are kind of like my main non-negotiables. A litre of water, 100 push-ups a day, an hour of reading, and at least a half an hour of meditation. I think that's a pretty solid start, to be honest. Um, and I think it's good that we're doing this because I don't I, I don't know how. It's actually not spoken about a lot, this whole monk mode. Obviously, it stemmed from Iman Gartzi, who's obviously an SMMA agency owner and business entrepreneur. That's what probably people know him as mainly. Yeah. Um, and obviously pushing things on YouTube a lot. If you shout, don't out know about, yeah, shout out to Iman. If you don't know about Iman, go and look him up. That's I-M-A-N. Um, so he obviously bought this whole monk mode thing around about a year ago, I think it was, at the start of January. I think it was loosely floating around yeah. and then he like cemented it as his thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. So obviously he's been successful with, you know, building habits, building those non-negotiables and yeah. doing them for a set time frame of, you know, 30 days and then maybe building it up to 60, 75, 90 days, um, depending on kind of how many times you've done it and that kind of thing. So I don't think really it's actually stemmed from anywhere because i think monk mode's quite a loose term in the sense that like well when where's a monk exactly like, when, you, when you hear it originally and when i first heard it i was like wow this must be some traditional tibetan monk yeah tradition that goes centuries centuries back uh but it isn't at all it doesn't have any kind of um original not, uh, not original it doesn't really have any roots to it uh, as to where it kind of came from or was conjured from and then to hear that it was just kind of loosely about and then Eman just kind of really uh coined the term and kind of used it to the benefit to, to, to a beneficial reason well, yeah it's wild because i think i would personally say among, again i don't know too much about monks and i haven't done loads of research into them so if there are any monks out there watching this which don't be offended not, yeah, don't be offended but you're probably not watching because you're doing your own thing <laughs> you're probably in um, monk mode at the moment yeah so i think the way i've kind of thought of it is um they detach themselves from the world for a simple life, basically. Yes. Um, and I think one thing I had heard is detachment doesn't mean you you, you, you own nothing. Detachment doesn't mean you, you don't own anything. Yeah. Detachment means nothing owns you, oh. right? So what I mean by that is 
real detachment is being close to everything, but not patro- but not falling for everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're in a world now of what you've got your social media, you've got your PlayStation, you've got your Xbox, but you've got your non-negotiables. It's all about picking up what's right rather mm. than, again, what's easy. What's easy. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the way I always think about it. And like, what, know, um, what habits have you set in stone? So non-negotiables for you. Um, Again, I don't do an hour of reading. Mine's probably just, I, I don't set a time on it. I'll, yeah. I'll read, if, I'll, you know, that if night. If it's 10 pages. 10 pages, if it's yeah. 50 pages. Because I don't think reading's one of those things where you want to sit there if you don't want to read. 100%. You're not going to take it in. Yeah. So I've got my reading. Um, obviously, I'm in, the do- in a dieting phase at the minute. So I've got 45 on the tre- uh, the Stairmaster every day. Yeah. Treadmill, bike, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've got meditation. Again, I've got no time cap on it. Uh, probably just about 10, 20 minutes, I'd say, in the morning, at, at night. I probably do both of them sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. And I think those are kind of a good base to start with because I think to the people who are watching this and haven't done a monk mode before, you don't want to go into too many. You, you don't, don't want to overdo yeah, it. You don't want to overdo Especially it. on your first one. Like It's something that is supposed to be a reset, a immersion period, a time for you to lock in and everyone else to know exactly what the fuck you're doing in that time. So if, you, if it's... If it's something that you haven't already done previously for your first one, I'd recommend maybe just doing 21 days because at least in 21 days you can start to build a habit um, and then have some non-negotiables. It could just be something as simple as uh, do 10 uh, push-ups. There's a bunch of other things that you can do onto it. It's good to have a standard three that you want to stick to and then you could add maybe one to three extra ones on top of that if you want to have like... Uh, screen time like re- a reduction in screen time or pray once a day or yeah. something or just go for just actually get outside in, in into the air for some some fresh air um but like you said you don't want to overdo it there's absolutely no point saying to yourself i'm going to do 90 days i'm going to re- i'm going to read for six hours a day i'm going to do 700 push-ups like bro okay that sounds great on paper but it's, yeah, you're not going to do it happen. you're not going to this is exactly how we started the year this is exactly how we started the year. We fell flat, flat on our asses, didn't we? Literally yeah. flat on our faces. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen you waking up at half four in the morning with a full suit on, literally working from half four in the morning till you know ten o'clock at night, no balance. And like, if you weren't doing something productive, if you said, "Oh, just put a film on tonight," you know, there's nothing wrong with putting a film on. Like, you've done all of your non-negotiables or listening to something you know that's educational. Might be saying, "Come on, like you could be on a jog now. You could be on a sprint." And, we were doing it all the way down to, you know, freezing cold showers <laughs> in the morning and that kind of thing. Just everything you can think of. I started to get mouth ulcers by the end of the 30 days or 90 days, whatever we did. Well, I started getting to, get to the point where I started looking at the suit and I just started hating my suits, bro. Yeah. Like, I ain't putting that on at nah. five in the morning, bro. But yeah, to um, to kind of get back to this, the, uh, the route and the, the, what do you think the, what's the point in Monk Mode, Ed? Why would you do a monk mode? Yeah, why would you do a monk mode? What for the people out there would, because to them it sounds like torture. Yeah. <laughs> We're describing it like torture, but yeah. wake up at five, make sure, cold shower, wear the suit. Yeah. Like, why would someone want to put themselves through, again, what we were doing in January, bear in mind, wasn't extreme. We were on the extreme. And we wouldn't go back to that. We would not nah, take no way. Stop, stop. No. And I yeah. guess we learned the hard way, that way. Um, so, what would you say the benefit is? And what's the point of doing a monk mode? So I heard for a, you anyway. Okay, so I heard something the other day, and this one hit me. So, those who do not move do not realize they're chained. And I thought, oh my god, wow! People, they're I stuck. Soundboard. Do, yeah. do, do, do. <laughs> they're stuck in their rut. Wow, they're, they're stuck in their rut, and yeah. they don't realize it, and that's yeah. the problem. This thirty days or twenty-one days, even seven days, it 
you want to write down things that you want to do and the thing is people don't trust themselves you need to do these three small things just to go okay i can actually build up a bit of trust in myself now because yeah. i didn't go oh, i'm gonna to go to the gym tomorrow and then you just don't wake up or yeah. you think oh i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow and you, if you can't trust yourself who else can trust you mm -hmm. and i think that's a really good place to start so i think it's all about building a habit trusting yourself and not going too big for the first one you can go big in about three or four of them but just get used to doing it but then this goes another layer of what is the benefit of creating a habit or a positive habit which in my opinion i would say the benefit of creating a positive habit would be it sets the foundation and the building blocks for long-term success yeah habits create long-term long-term habits create long-term success Facts. if you're doing something every single day that has a positive impact on health education uh physique whatever it is then you do that consistently for a long enough time you're going to be better than everyone else it because you've been consistently doing it on a regular basis yeah and it comes back to i don't want to keep chiming on about what we said last week but it, it does come back to that instant gratification, doesn't it? It's all these little 1% things that might be different. So I was saying about uh, when I'd read a bit of Atomic Habits the other week and uh, England had won uh, no cycling championships within the last 10 years. They'd brought in this guy who changed like literally just oh, yeah. 100 things, but to a very minute detail that wouldn't really, you wouldn't really think that would make a difference. So things like uh, having, you know, um, heated compression shorts and heated compression seats to obviously make sure the muscles are warm for the cyclists so they're yeah, not yeah. cramping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, painting the, the bus white. Yeah. They can see every speck of dust so all the these, athletes don't get ill. All, all these, these little, little minute details. Yeah. And then obviously that led to the longest championship reign in British history and I think national history so, yeah, um, again. in cycling. All Proof these little the habits. Yeah. Proof to the pudding. One thing we forgot to do at the start of this podcast, Saunders, yep. was give a shout out. Oh... We did. We okay, so just before we started this podcast, we just unfortunately found out the terrible news that Sinead O'Connor's died. So I want to say rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor. Not someone who I particularly listen to, but obviously always listen to her, um, her walkout in, songs in yeah. you know McGregor's walkouts and that kind of thing. So It's always sad yeah. to, to hear that a human being has, has passed away, yeah, yeah. especially someone who's contributed so much to kind of the UFC and in a, it might not even seem like an a massive Ireland, contribution. But yeah, Ireland, yeah, so a big shout out to her. I wouldn't have even really known about Sinead O'Connor if it wasn't for people like McGregor. McGregor. Um, so yeah, big, yeah. Up, uh, big up to her and you know, shout out to Ireland as well. Rest in peace. So. Rest in peace, definitely. Um, Getting going, back to, yeah. yeah, go on, what you going to say? So I was just going to say, in terms of the habits that you were just saying as well, um, I think one thing that I want everyone to do who's listening to this today, and I was telling you this the other day, write down your habits, write down everything you do from when you wake up until you go to bed, whether it's drinking a bottle of water or having a fizzy can of pop or, you know, um, playing your PlayStation or reading a book, anything that you do more in the day. And I'm not talking about like taking a shower because that's kind of a mandatory right, thing that you should thing. be doing anyway, yeah. unless you're not taking a shower, which I would highly advise. Um, but I mean, yeah, write everything down and then I want you to write next to it, whether it's a positive or a negative. And you really can see how yeah. many things in your life that you're doing are actually wrong. positive or negative. It, 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 do I actually need to do this? It's such a uh, it's such a personal audit on yourself that we don't do. Yeah, yeah. It's like meditation, and it it? is. Yeah. It's like there's so much. Like, again, we were saying it last week. I don't want to repeat myself, but there's so much noise going on: text, Netflix, family, friends, phone. Uh, that you never have a time to just lock in with your own thoughts and just think. And I think that's so important to self-audit yourself and put yourself in a position where here's where I'm going wrong. And kind of like what you said, I think, did you just mention about Atomic Habits? Yeah. Exactly that. Atomic Habits, the uh, 
the motto that I got that I kind of live by is one percent better every day, and it yeah. and that's all you can do is see. Uh, I think Jordan uh, Peterson talks about it as well. He says, look at the things that you're doing, and what is one thing that you could do differently tomorrow that will increase your, your chance of being a better person. Exactly, and that's all it comes down to, isn't it? But, but it's the cool. same thing, you know. Um, like you're going to read a book, you can read ten pages in that day, and you know you might get a good little one liner or a bit of knowledge out of it, but you've got to do it over a year or two or three yeah. you know, to get all that wisdom and knowledge out of so many books. You can't just do it out of one. I think one other thing that I wanted to touch on uh, before I move on was um, on habits and things. Visualize what you what your dream life looks like. Visualize everything to the car that you drive in, yeah. uh, to the house that you're coming home to, to the woman that you're coming home to. When you say visualization, it's sorry to cut you off. What do you mean by visualization? Visualization, because it seems it seems pretty much straightforward, common sense. You visualize what you want, that kind of life. But I feel like people have it that like like for example, when I was talking to you about being your thoughts in meditation, meditation and visualization definitely come under the same umbrella um, because it's easier to visualize while you're meditating and your eyes are closed. You said it was kind of hard to like visualize or like like when I was saying be with your thoughts, it was just like I want to make dinner. Like, what, yeah, like yeah, yeah. How would you? advise someone to start their visualization so yeah that's a good point because i think like i said the last time i think seven days it probably takes to get into a meditation maybe yeah. a month or whatever so you can't really visualize before that you just need to get comfy being you know in still. your thoughts yeah, yeah exactly so for people who can't do that i'd probably personally go for just having a look at what you actually think like not necessarily going through instagram and looking at other people's stuff and going i want that mm -hmm. but Similar to you, so when we were moving all your stuff the other week, you had that wallboard, don't you? Mm -hmm. You've got what car you want, mm -hmm. you've got your sons on there, mm -hmm. you've got every Houses, last little minute detail down to the, like the certain watch that you want. Yeah. And think about those every day. Put it somewhere where you can see it. Because yeah. every day you wake up, are you getting closer to that or yeah. are you going away from it and you need yes. to know that? And I think on the contrary to that, as well as making the dream life, let's think about the nightmare life. Mm. What, and I, when I say a nightmare life, I don't mean you're going to burn in hell for the yeah. rest of eternity. Yeah. But a lot of the nightmare life that, that people... The worst horrible possible to, life yeah. that you could imagine, literally. Like, you wouldn't want to live in a shitty one-bed apartment that's fucking crammed in and you've just got just enough space to fit all your belongings in. You don't want to work at some shit job for the rest of your life that makes you depressed and hate your job and you don't even want to work there. You don't want a partner that treats you like shit. You can, it, it, if anything, it's actually easier to visualise the life you do want once you visualise the life you don't want. Yeah, exactly. And um, Yeah, if, you, if you're not motivated by money and going out to get all of these things yeah. and cars and goals... Be motivated by fear. Yeah. Be motivated by fear and stay in the same because that's most of people's nightmare. Uh, their nightmare lives. Stay in the same now. Yeah. You know how many people do we know? We hate their job. Want to get out? Got to move. Got to do that. Are they doing anything about it? No. Yeah. Still so, turn up every day and won't do nothing yeah. about it. So if if you're not making your dream life, you're making your nightmare life. So you better do something now. To put a to put a lid on that as well. Goggins puts it perfectly. In. The reason why Goggins' entire life changed was because he had like an epiphany when I think he was in a hospital where he saw God and God had a billboard next to him with all the things that he could have been. And oh, this is who he ended up being. Yeah, this is yeah. what you were meant to do. You were meant to be the top Royal Navy Marine. You were meant to do a hell week twice and complete it. You were meant to do all these things that you, this was the life that was destined for you, but you just didn't work hard enough for it. And you had all the power to do it. That's soul destroying. <laughs> That's enough. He's not motivated by that, and it just, just <laughs> click off his podcast. I don't even want you on the air, I swear to God. <laughs> well, that, so that, and this whole kind of topic of discipline and motivation and life.
kind of swings us into the next topic anyway. Yeah, I was going to say about being stoic and stoicism, yeah. So, obviously, stoicism is kind of the philosophy that was made, you know, um, back years ago, back yeah, in, back in the hundreds or whatever it was, was yeah, yeah, like before Christ, BC, yeah. yeah. Um, so, what would you say, I don't know whether you know much about like the history behind stoicism, yeah. but what would you kind of define stoicism, stoicism as to our audience? Um, best putting it, I'd say it's kind of the development of self-control, um, learning to take things as they are rather than what you want them to be, um, being in control of your emotions. It was it was originally brought up, like we said, in the in the, the Greek and, and Roman era of like 200 to 400 BC, um, mostly practiced in like Athens uh, and Greece uh, by a guy named Zeno. Um, and this kind of philosophy was widespread across the Roman Empire, across uh, a lot of the Western world. Um, and the way, again, I perceive it is just being in full control of your own emotions, not taking anything as uh, as how you feel about it, but taking it as the, the situation is, just taking it, things for what they are, basically, um, and kind of overcoming any kind of destructive emotions that are going to, negatively impact your day-to-day life yeah i'll tell that a pretty good um explanation of it to be honest it's just about not flipping isn't it really like you know it is what it is it is what it is yeah everything's gonna happen for a reason it'll work out yeah so i think yeah like you said zeno had created it um i don't know what zeno's full name was but i know his name was zeno i think it's uh zeno of cilium right okay so which is a place in greece okay that makes sense so what i know from it is it sorry it's now known as cyprus Oh, right, okay. Didn't know that. So, Zeno, obviously, was some kind of philosopher, wasn't he? He was one of the original philosophers. Um, and before it was obviously called Stoism, it was called Zenonism, wasn't it? And yeah. I don't know how it went from Zenonism to Stoism. And the only reason we don't know, obviously, about any of his work is because because it was going back that far, his work got lost. And yeah. that's why you hear about people like Marcus Aurelius and that kind of yeah. thing and other uh, Stoics. Yeah, in um, that time. So, I think that's obviously where it had started at. Um, so, I think... What's the benefit of stoicism? I think... What's the benefit of being stoic? Stoic, I'd say that's the thing that leads into building habits and things the most. I think it's about taking emotion out of things, and I think that's something that we do so much in today's society. Um, Being emotional beings, we are. Yeah, and I think, obviously, it's normalised to bring your emotions into it now, which is good, but it can have a negative impact on it as well. So, for example, if I'm going to go on the Stairmaster tomorrow morning... Well, what's the time now? Yeah. You know, it's like eight o'clock. Yeah. Why am I worrying about it and dreading about it now? I haven't got to do it until tomorrow. So I'm yeah. literally wasting so much negative mental energy, energy. Mental, yeah. mental energy on something that I'm not even doing. Yeah. So I think it's just about taking the emotion out of things and just getting them done. They obviously had a lot of a, you know, a mad different life to us um, in terms of there was no sitting behind a desk and, yeah. you know, getting money on the internet and doing all these crazy things that we do. Even just general things like going to get a coffee from a coffee shop and that kind of well, thing. Well, people back then, they were based on merit and value yeah like what you can actually bring to the table can you hunt yeah can you hunt can you make art can you write poetry can you cook can you build have you got an have you got an intellectual brain to to build up philosophy and and architectural uh architecture um it's a it was a totally different life now it's based on you know uh now it's based on who the fuck knows and it like realistically like who the fuck knows it's not it's not down to I mean, you could argue definitely that jobs are, um, you know, based on merit essentially, but realistically, 
that's based on merit from a, a, a piece of paper that anyone can forge, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. I can say I've got A's and B's and C's in English and etc. Of course, for some advanced high jobs, you're going to need specific qualifications that they may or may not Check. ask for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you did a, what did you say? You went, you've gone to uni. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, 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 um, for people who are content creating and things like that, they'll get disheartened by that they haven't got so many followers compared to the next man when they haven't been doing it for so long. Because mm. I think social media is only like a time, it's a, it's a time thing. You'll get followers over yeah. time. It's not going to happen in one day. Um, and I think what a person with 10 followers might have better value, better morals, um, better everything than someone who's got, you know, 100K. I yeah. just don't have the social status. And they'll, yeah. get, dis they'll get disheartened by that. Yeah. And they've got to keep pushing. You've got to stay consistent. Whereas um, if, you stayed if you stayed unemotional to the subject, so you just thought, I'm just going to, and it does link perfectly into, into social media and that just start. Don't worry about what content you want to upload. Like obviously worry about what you, what you actually want to put out. Don't just be uploading random shit that's giving no value. Like obviously the, the, the basis bring value to the marketplace. So yeah. how work out what it is that you can do in your skill set to bring value, whether that's talking, drawing, cooking, creating, whatever that may be. And then push that to just just upload, and like I've yeah. said, we met you about this conversation countless times. And it's yeah. like just fucking upload. Don't worry about the time. Don't worry about what it is. How like make it as long as you put in the best effort that you can possibly do. Then there's nothing else you can do to that. Everything else is just a time bomb. It's like what what we've been saying about you know us doing the podcast and us uploading on social media. It's just as once you flood it, and, and there's, a, there's a there's a there's almost a backlog of content that you can put out. Content. There's like no chance that you're not going to be noticed if the value you're bringing is perceived as valuable to the marketplace. Yeah, yeah no, totally. And agree. then if it's not perceived as, as, as valuable to the marketplace, you need to then reassess, meditate on it, visualize what might be the problem. Again, use other people's uh, content for your own, uh, for your own reference. Yeah, for your own reference, for your own. Um, you know, like it's a bit like. Um... I'll, I'll, I'll let you carry on with that, but a bit like Mayweather. So when Mayweather was coming up, he was like, I want to be a, a bit like Tyson, but mm -hmm. I want to move like Ali. And mm -hmm. he said he took loads of little bits yeah. with different boxers. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a bit like that. You can be authentic and you might know what you want to get across, but you might want to just take a little sprinkle from him and her, put it all together and make yourself. How do you make the perfect fruit salad? You bring a bunch of different other fucking fruits and you yeah. make it the best fucking fruit salad you possibly can. I was sitting there like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got me there. Fruit salad. He's got uh, me on yeah, the spot. Yeah. Uh, how much protein? Chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't you mean. So, but you actually mentioned a, a person that I've got in my notes actually, which brings me perfectly onto what I've been learning about this week actually. Right. So we've been setting each other a little task uh, to kind of learn something each week. Um, and then kind of bring it to the podcast and see where our, uh, our knowledge base is at. We kind of touched on him earlier. Marcus Aurelius, the GOAT, right. did so much in the Roman uh, in the Roman era. Uh, it, it perceived pretty much as a, a god to the, yeah. to, the, to the Roman people. Um, yeah, man, rulers are just something I've been really fucking diving into, just finding it interesting. I think when we look back at history itself is something that's really interesting to me anyway. Um, and when we look back in time and we see where we're at now compared to where, where the rulers and the emperors and the kings were back a thousand, two thousand years ago, um, 
that what is the fundamental difference and it what is the fundamental difference what's the difference in the people what's the difference in society what's the difference in traditions what's the difference in the, the people who are running the country and their beliefs and their traditions like what's the difference like have we actually got better or have we got worse since back in the days and again i, I know you asked me last week about social media has it improved or <laughs> yeah, decreased yeah, the economy yeah, yeah. so i think i'll start off with marcus aurelius first because i just had a yeah. little quick story on him so obviously there was a guy called Hadrian, and he was the emperor before Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. He was the emperor when Marcus Aurelius was growing up. So yeah. Marcus Aurelius, as he was growing up, it was only about six or seven, and um, I think his family died from an early age, so obviously he was, he was adopted into a new family. And Hadrian, this emperor, he took a liking to Marcus from a young age, and he was like, there's something about this boy that I can just see. Obviously, he was way too young to make him emperor, though, obviously. He was only like seven or yeah. eight years old. Yeah. But he, want, he, was, he wanted to keep him involved because he wanted him as his understudy. Yeah. I don't think he, Hadrian had any children. Um, no, he didn't. Correct me if, if I'm wrong on that, no, but I don't think he did. Um, or, he, or he had kids, but they weren't deemed, you know, fit to be an emperor, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, and adoption was a really big, uh, big thing back then. So what Hadrian did was almost made marcus an understudy so he he made somebody else emperor after his reign yeah um and this guy basically or no sorry as hadrian was right as as it was uh in hadrian's reign he kind of employed this guy to teach marcus and marcus became his understudy on what it would be like to be an emperor okay. so this guy obviously became the emperor um after hadrian had passed and marcus actually writes him about his book he's got like a little letter at the front or the back if you've read yeah, meditation yeah. read meditation if you book. haven't read it right. um Make sure you get a good version though, because it's yeah. translated from Greek, so it's it's a little bit hard to read. Yeah. It's quite Audible's got a good one, or like Ed said, find a, 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 the proper yeah, translation. Check it, check it out first, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so this guy obviously became emperor, and you know Marcus already knew his ways. And this guy, I don't know what his name was, but he Hadrian's gone at this point. He's got the choice of whoever he wants to make emperor. Like he could just fuck Marcus off if he wanted to, but yeah. he didn't. And that's why Marcus writes about him. He's like, thank you for the wisdom and value that you've brought me. Um, and obviously, thank you for your sticking to your word after, you know, like 40 yeah. years or something it yeah. was. And Marcus actually had a really good reign because he actually come in at a good time of, you know, the emperor was in a, in a good space. And I think it was more yeah. for him to manage rather than build. Yeah. Um, and it uh, was some kind of plague that they went through. I'm not, I'm not too sure what plague it was at uh, that time. And Thelemian or something like that. Athelemian yeah. plague or something like that. And he managed to get through that. And I think that was obviously like a bit of a demise in his, in his reign, I suppose. But I think... Yeah. Um, I think that was basically his reign, but yeah, it's, um, all in it's all a nice story. Yeah, all in all, he was one of the founding figures in Western society in that period of time, and his clusters, uh, I think, the last good ruling Roman emperor. That's uh, why it's so And out of five, and out of five, I think there's five good emperors, the, the, the five good Roman emperors, and I think he's the last of the, of the five. And then after that, um, it's pretty much uh, the Roman Empire topple. I can't yeah. remember the guy's name, but yeah, it's a, it's a total topple after that. I think um, back to like your original question, though. I think obviously the people who came before us are so-called masters. They're not our masters. They're our teachers. That's what yeah. we should be better in. That's what we should be aiming towards. Exactly. Go back to your original question: Have we kind of gone towards that or gone away from it? Because I think um, I can't remember the, uh, the the quote off the top of my head, but Joe Rogan always says it is like tough times create hard men yeah and hard men create right. tough, tough times sorry soft times yeah soft times create soft men yeah. and i think we're in that soft men era now yeah so it's hard to say because obviously those guys have accomplished what they were set out to do in stop hard, the hard times, times and have the soft times so i think obviously yeah they have set yeah. themselves they've, they've accomplished what they wanted to do but as it had a negative effect i don't know because i think 
a lot of people, if you talk to them about it today, you know, including me, probably a couple of months ago, I didn't know what stoicism was. Yeah. Um, and it's mad that we've got this philosophy that it's is so really unknown. Rooted. Yeah, so deep rooted and so unknown. integral to our lives now. We just don't do it. Don't we do completely it. The, like, the imagine if society was in a stoic way. Like, imagine if stoicism was our natural culture. Yeah, it'd be wild. You just have beasts everywhere. But to be honest, <laughs> I, I, I do think, like, I don't know whether it's kind of like the Western, like the Western world, so to speak, or maybe just like these kind of countries that, you know, uh, we're familiar with now, but do they, I don't know whether they have like all of these um, habits and, you know, social media and all these kind of things. So when I look at some, some okay, here's a classic example. You look at Dagestan, where Khabib's from. So for anyone who doesn't know, Khabib was like the UFC champion. Yeah. Um, and he's retired now, but they don't come from a place where they have social media. They don't come from all these nice houses. They live in mountains, don't they? Yeah. And have you noticed they're just bringing through UFC prodigy after prodigy after prodigy? And you know, you're not getting all these. Um, think of how small Dagestan is. It's like a little island. Oh it's yeah. Like an island Let's have a look how much the population. Yeah, go on. So I think to be producing those, that many kind of successful people, it's got to be a higher percentage than it is in, say, obviously England or America. Um, or anywhere in the Western world, because you've got to think, you know, we've, we've got too much access to, access to social media and just living an easy life, really. No, you're not wrong at all. And to be honest, that it just perfectly, like the, the West is fucking falling, boys. Like, we're not seeing it. It's happening in real time. The West is literally falling. The amount of videos I had to pump out today. The boys have sent me a couple of videos as well. And where do I even start, honestly? Um, start with Barbie. <laughs> Sorry, Barbie. He says I have to take the glasses off for this one. Wow, intellectual sims gone, mate. Yeah, uh, degenerate sims came out. Uh, hot takes are about to flow. So uh, I'll get the the small status up that I wrote today. Um, but essentially, the backstory was uh, I heard that Barbie was coming out. Margot Robbie taking the lead role in it, thinking amazing. You know, Margot Robbie. She's a beautiful female. I think every person on the planet could agree with that. Um, it'd be nice to see her in a you know woman-led film for young girls. Thinking, cool, it'd be a good film. Hoping that it fucking does well. Thought nothing else of it. Film releases, it's smashing box office hits and re- breaking records. I'm like, brilliant, amazing. Things doing well. Then I start seeing uh, like podcasts and like reviews and people saying about it's got this negative connotation to it, and there's all these underlying subliminal messages. So, of course, I had to take a look into it because why would I not if there's, you know, something going on in, inside of the social media realm that's uh, potentially poisoning our children, then, of course, I'm going to have a look into it. So, the base is essentially, um, and sorry, there's going to be some spoilers, spoiler alert, but you don't <laughs> want to see this film anyway, trust me, it's terrible, it's awful. Um, but the... Um, the premise of the film is essentially, of course, what you'd think. The first half an hour are just normal jokes that you, you know, you, you know, some classic Barbie yeah. jokes. You know, she thinks she's a Barbie. Goes into the shower. The shower doesn't turn on because she's in Barbie world. Like no shower. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah, she drinks, she drinks water, that, and know, there's no water in the bottle because she's in Barbie <laughs> world. Oh, right, yeah, no. funny. Okay, that's it. That's about the end of the jokes. Um, then after that, you know, they're in Barbie world. Every man in Barbie world is named Ken. <laughs> Every man. Every man's Ken. Cool. Ken is essentially the soy character to Barbie. So, yeah. and again, I want to make it very clear: I'm not shitting on women at all. Like, women are amazing creatures. They have the best job on the planet to again create more life. That's the only reason why we're here. Women are the essential reason for that. Anyway, um, 
So they get shipped off to fucking uh, the real world and Barbie's instantly attacked with misogyny and sexism. Guys are calling her out saying, give us a smile, Blondie, which I think is a line that hasn't been used since the 50s. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, who says, says Blondie? Who says, give us a smile, Blondie? Like, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, uh, she's instantly just met with a total, like, it's misogynistic. The, the patriarch is clearly running things here, like men run the world. Um, and Ken starts to get like, Obviously, Ken's been the side the side man the whole time. Like he starts to realise, yo, the patriarch is the shit. Like he wants to start now again. The reason why I say the movie is trash. There's no character continuation of Barbie's character at all. Like she's supposed to be this this doll, this dumb figure from Barbie world. She's a, a plastic doll, but yet she's like making references and making like like educated kind of say. Like there's so much like there's so much stuff that doesn't add up to it and the story like doesn't make sense at all there's like will Ferrell in there for like funny jokes that just aren't funny and like the metal board are supposed to be like these evil people and they're all men but the metal board is like 40 40 percent women there's like five women and six men and it was run by a woman for for 30 years like there's all this fucking there's all this stuff that doesn't make any sense in the film anyway ken starts to love the patriarchy barbie obviously realizes like she's she keeps again having like these flashbacks of like she doesn't really know and she wants she doesn't want to live and all this again it's so strange the whole film again we have i haven't seen it and i'm glad i haven't seen it and the reason why i haven't seen it is because i watched the 40 minute review by ben shapiro which was bad enough to to watch ben have to review it it's fucking hilarious but anyway um so again i want to remind people this is a children it was marketed as people are arguing me on on, on Twitter and TikTok saying it wasn't marketed as an uh, as a as a not a kids film. It's PG thirteen, which essentially thirteen is a teenager. But I would argue thirteen year old shouldn't be listening to jokes uh, like essentially gay jokes, homosexual jokes about beaching brothers beaching. off. Beaching. <laughs> Do you still that again for me? No, 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 no. chill. Um, so. Yeah, there's all kind of homosexual subliminal messaging in there. Again, the word patriarch is used about 10 times. Um, so, is a 13-year-old? Exactly. 13-year-old girls are not in there going, this makes so much sense. Men run the world. It's a Women doll. need to it run the world. It was a doll. It was a figurine. Yeah, like, it was supposed to be brought to life. It was supposed nice, to be Ken and Barbie like, like, yeah, love yeah, each other. They yeah. live in their could playhouse. Have been like, the whole movie could have been like half Ken and Barbie meet. Yeah, exactly. But it wasn't. So why, again, is this being used to push... Uh, as an instrument to push feminist and matri- matriarchal ideologies. Um, again, it's just a blatant attack on men and the patriarchy. And, and again, the people might ask, like, oh, well, what's the issue with you know men being shit on and women being empowered and this, that, and the other? Like, why are we shitting on men? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, why are we? Why does empowering women always have to be sidelined with shitting on men? It like that we should just be able to empower women. Yeah. What does it come Empower everyone. Empower everyone. Like, like, again, you know, and we've, we've had this conversation about equal pay, and that's another conversation for another day. I'll stick <laughs> on track. Yeah. Uh, the ADHD is kicking off. Um, so it's funny you say that, though, because um, what did I say to you earlier? Um, one of my mates messaged me after I called her, and she didn't answer, and she kind of called me back and was just like, oh, I've got your call. You're good. Um, I've just come out of the cinema, so I didn't answer your call. And I was like, oh, yeah, so what have you been up to? What did you watch? Um, she was like, oh, I went to watch the Barbie film. So I was just like, you know, how was it? Mm. And she goes, and I hadn't said anything about any views know that about... were pushing on or yeah. any, like, I'm not trying to push views on people, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Anything about Did like, you think it was misogynistic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But she, the first thing that she goes, oh, I'm not going to lie. And she's like a normal person. And she just goes, oh, 
for the shitting on men. Like, I felt quite uncomfortable watching it, actually. That was just someone normal who wouldn't even blink an eye to anything. Yeah. They just, just went there to just enjoy watched, the film. Just went there to watch the film. So, the, well, again, the, sec- the directors, both of them, unknown directors, both made awful films, and the female director is a feminist uh, director. She makes, she's a, a feminist uh, filmmaker, so she literally makes films that are about feminism. Right. And again, let me just get the uh, the feminism uh, meaning up, which right. is that feminism meaning is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes, which oh, I am absolutely for. Yeah. Who if anything, boy, that I'm a feminist. But the but the way feminism is used yeah. as a as another weapon. Again, I'll carry on. Um, so again, feminism, and again, we're just saying this: feminism suits females when it suits them. Um, where are the females who are standing up for the transgenders who are beating the shit out of women in UFC or swimming and crushing women in in uh, you know swimming uh, all kinds of sports uh, that men are dominating women that they're mediocre in in men's sports and then coming into a women's sport and absolutely dominate where are the, the women saying that's not right I got sent a video the other day a man a transgender woman saying women think they're the gatekeepers to periods women think they're the gatekeepers to uh, pregnancy and giving birth while they're not yeah where are the women who are standing up saying who the fuck is this idiot thinking that like, wh- and again why would you want to have periods why oh. would you want to give birth why would you want to go through the menopause these are all things only women can do biologically anyway finishing up to the point if a war kicks off tomorrow men get drafted women yeah okay again we can come to the exception but we don't speak about the exception until we talk about the rule first yeah which is Men will get drafted. There'll be 98, 99.999% men. Yeah, there'll be a couple of women. And yes, women have to hold it down here and they still have their job. But this is it. Women have their... designed at different things. Men are designed to be better at the things women are not good at. Women are designed to be good at the things men are not good at. That's why we complement each other. That's why nuclear households, men and women being together in a powerhouse where the man leads the way because man a natural warrior... Uh, protector, provider. So that's how a nucleus system works. They don't want that. They want to break up the, the households. One of the girls commented on this post as well saying they think it was made literally to break up uh, you know, nuclear households. Um, so again, back to my point, you call a firefighter, your house is on fire, you hope a fucking strong fireman turns up. You fucking get... Fireman. Fireman. Fucking what I'm saying. But this is, what, this is all the problem. Yeah. This is the problem. Anyway, your house gets robbed. Wait, let me finish. <laughs> your house gets robbed. You hope a fucking strong policeman turns up. Uh, you, you want a building to get built. You hope that strong men turn up to build to, to fucking lift the shit up. Yeah. At the end of the day, there's forty five percent women on the board of Mattel. The, 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 the cast is pretty much women as well. So again, like we were just saying, how hard is it for women in this patriarchal world to be successful? Marco Robbie's not earning absolutely millions. She's not the highest paid female actor in Hollywood and the most probably beautiful one on the planet. How <laughs> is it so hard for women, Ed, to just rise up and be successful in this world? When will there be equality, Ed? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I just think to, to finish that point, you just you, you hit it on the head, to be honest. End of the day, we've got different we've got different things to do on the on the planet. Yeah. We complement each other and we both need each other. So that's that's what I've got to say. Isn't it? There's no, there's nothing else to fucking say about it. So yeah, ladies, don't go and watch Barbie. I absolutely love females. They're the best. 
<laughs> they're the best. Let's just keep it at that. They're the best. Um, but you need to be told the truth sometimes. And this movie is most definitely an attack on men for absolutely no reason. It's been a child figure and an icon for absolutely centuries. And it's just been torn up and thrown in the trash. Yeah. And again, you know, I talked a lot about the fucking fall of the West, but I mean, every single day, Ed, we're slapped in the face with something new that is just, you're asking yourself why? Again, the video I got sent today, LGBTQ, same sex children's book in a, in a library in Ireland. Well, the question I have to ask is, what's the benefit of this? What is the benefit, Ed, of a man becoming a woman and a woman becoming a man? And then, on top of that, educating that to children. What's the benefit of that? It's not real. So why are we teaching it? I don't know. You tell me. Ed, I feel like I'm the only one fucking insane anymore, bro. You're going to have to save him, bro. Well, it's down to me. It's down to me and a few other um, very masculine, some toxically uh, men. Um, and the truth just needs to be told at the end of the day. And it's, and, it's, and it's harsh truths that need to be told because it's come so far that the light truth and like kind of just, you know, just kind of, you know, relax, stop doing all that. Like it's gone past that now. It's like, you've took the piss. You've gone way over the mark. You're literally trying to take over children and brainwash children into false propaganda and education. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a scary sight. And you know, me and you said this earlier and we kind of had, had a back and forth earlier about, you were like, well, realistically, well, if you want to say, what did you say earlier to me? Yeah, so you basically said, you're me, I'm part of the problem for mm. not, you know, yeah. <laughs> sound, yeah. Just making my dinner, yeah, I'm part of the problem, all right. Don't yeah. think that we don't get into it. <laughs> yeah. I'm basically part of the problem that why people are pushing trans, trans on people. But why, why did I say that? Because it's not the whole thing when you, it goes back to bullying in school and stuff, and they say, if you don't report it, you're as bad as the other person. Do you know what I mean? So it's a similar thing. Right, now you're making saying. it sound like snitching. Get that, get that out of the conversation. So why did I say, why did I say um, that you're part of the yeah, problem? because I'm not assisting in, you know. Actually uh, fighting the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not fighting the problem. But yeah, yeah. Um, and I think. So basically I'm a problem. He is, he's part of the problem. And, if, and, and, and I totally understand it. Like he said, and his argument is. Or do you, want to, do you want to say your argument? No, definitely. It's what, like, all, my argument was, it's like, I, I, I don't really care what people do in this world. I'm doing me. If you want to go and be a unicorn, you be a unicorn. Like, I'm not really bothered. Like, yeah. I'm just doing me as long yeah. as I'm succeeding. And I, I, get that. Do. I don't care. I get that yeah. totally. And that's, but that is the same thing as when we laugh at people on the podcast, uh, on, uh, on like the street interviews. And they're like, all right, well, if I want to go and fuck a cat, you're right with that. <laughs> I don't think so, no. No, and it like <laughs> morally it's not right, and it yeah. so again it's not the comparison, but it's the it's the belief that you have that oh okay, well if everyone wants to, you know, if you want to do what you want to do, then it's all right, it doesn't affect me. And again, yeah. me fucking a cat doesn't affect you. Do you not fuck pussy then? <laughs> <laughs> He's got jokes. He's got jokes. <laughs> but it essentially by not and but again, I kind of understand it because and I'm not saying this is you. The, the mentality behind it and the cancel culture, and I don't want to make it around the cancel culture, that's kind of a side point, is that people are fearful that if they say the real opinion, especially on camera, that they're going to be looked at in a different light to people that may subliminally feel the same way as yeah. you, but yeah. don't actually want to say it. They'd agree with you and they'd comment on your stuff and like it, but they wouldn't go out there and push it themselves because they don't, they, they care too much about the repercussions and what the... Um, 
what the the world actually thinks yeah. or even on a, on a layer deeper than that they actually believe the stuff you're saying but because the way society sees it they'd still shit on you and be like oh yeah, yeah you, should, you shouldn't speak that yeah you should yeah it's normal but that in, in their inside, head they're they like, know it mm, yeah and i think yeah. on a, and i think like you just said i think on a deep level everyone knows it's wrong yeah like even the people that are advocating for it like i think they even look at it and say oh this is going a bit far like what the fuck's going on like, yeah. it's getting a bit weird. like how to be gay how to argue with muslims why are we teaching that to, why are we teaching that to kids slow ass or get rich stay stoic yeah. do your shit don't worry about no one else and again it, 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 i know it comes down to this but like my argument back to your argument was that it might not affect you now but you as a man want to have a nuclear family you want to have children and i guess most people would want that and it might not be affecting you directly now and i guess you asked me this just before we started filming as to like why do you think you're so like impacted and like driven on delivering this message now when like it just kind of come out of nowhere for you and i think it was the the realization that they're really attacking the children and, it, and yeah. i've got four sons i've got all boys right. so for them for me to even have the thought of my son being in a dress and thinking and again i want to make it clear gender euphoria is a real issue and the people that deal with it my heart goes out to it's an absolute real condition but what we're dealing with in the west is not that at all on a large scale basis a minority party is becoming the the leading political party around in the west and this is wrong on so many levels like they can do whatever the fuck they want in the comfort of their own home i've said this absolutely a million times got absolutely no uh, no problem with gay people trans people if you want to do that inside your own home carry on if you want to dress up as a woman carry on no problem with it but when you're pushing that onto my children and saying that's right your ideology like you saying it i believe that strawberries are green and i'm going to make sure my children believe that strawberries are green and i'm going to make sure your children believe that strawberries are green or the simple equation of one plus one equals three you tell people for for a long enough and this is where I, my point i'm getting to of it might not affect you now but on a long-term basis if this continues on a normalization in 15 20 years that will be normal to educate children in high class education at secondary school education yeah. and then when your kids are in that then you'll be fucked up about it okay, and then right. it's too late so like i say good, one plus one point. one yeah. plus one equals three on a long term on a long enough basis will equal three definitely it's like those kids um I don't know if you've ever seen them. I've heard about a couple of them where their parents will say to the kids, like, oh, no, like, you're actually sick. Have you seen them? Like, whether like, you're ill. They're affirming it. You've got oh, a disability. You've got this. Like the kids who are saying they're trans. No, 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 not about the trans. Like, um, they're just pushing I've seen it in films. Illnesses I've seen, yeah, they, on they, kids. They, they make a kid believe that he's ill. And That's like, wild. I can't, I've seen it in a couple of films. I'll have to, I'll have to find out and come back to you. But, um, That's wild. And this one guy, like, he thinks he's ill. And he's, there's that film. I don't know. Actually, I don't think it's that film. But there's one film where it's like, oh, he can't go outside. You know, he's, he's allergic to everything outside. And like, like he, he didn't know otherwise. You know, that's what he thought. And his mum was feeding him whatever tablets-wise. And then one day after his, his mum went somewhere, he, you know, he figured out that I don't need these tablets. I'm, I'm a normal functioning person. Went outside, did this, did that. And it's like, if you push something into someone's brain right. long enough, yeah. they'll be fucking believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. So it's up to you, Sid. Save the West, yeah, one at a time, day by day, take it by ear. It's uh, yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up there. Sweet, so sweet. I got one West. actually, I got Go one on. last one before we wrap it up, Go which on. leads into the transgender. So, one last transgender thing. Go on. 
a new one popped up the other day. You'll like this one, Ed. You'll like this one, Ed. Quinn, Canadian footballer, trans woman, trans man, sorry. Woman transitioning into a man. Still plays in the women's league. What is she? <laughs> You're a man going to play with the men. Woman wants to be a man, still plays in the women's league. league. By so, choice. So that's obviously she just wants the visuals, she just, she just visuals want, of a man. Yeah, she just wants to look like a man. Yeah, just doesn't want the physiology. Just like, so, well, can't would, the physiology. So, this is what we're saying again. Like, women, uh, men will go into women's sport and absolutely dominate a woman, but a woman will not change into a man's sport and know willingly she will get dominated in that sport. Yeah. It's just another layer of proof. We'll call it there. It's Thanks. been a great one again, Saunders. It has Every it's been week. a massive one. You know we get it in. We do. Back again next week. We do. Think on that. Get rich. Stay stoey. Yeah. And Sim don't fuck pussy. Don't fuck cats. <laughs>